Hello everyone, uh, this one is about a story of a phase of my life in youth where I was trapped in the drug and alcohol addiction. So I'll be telling uh, about how I went into this, uh, wh how the life was while I was into this addiction and uh, how I came out of this. So recently I came across a nice Vedic thought from which I inferred that whatever resides in our minds, the universe is the reflection of the same. I don't know about stars or the galaxy, but yes, I found this thought very appropriate in the context of the world that we live in. It does not matter whether the intoxication is in the form of a material or just a bad approach. The impact it creates in your mind diverts you from all the logic and sense that your mind may be capable of harnessing and starts developing a world of illusion where you find yourself alone. This world of illusion will comprise of different versions of your character. One may be an intelligent master, whereas the other may be an angry dumbhead. Since the characters have been developed by you, only you own the judgment regarding them. The intellect of the master may be uh, just an average mental state for a man sharper than me, or the anger of the dumbhead may make sense to a person who is in a greater pain than me. It started from the very beginning of my life when I used to be an ordinary 90s kid who somewhere at the age of 5 or 6 realized the significance of a lie. I discovered that a lie is a wonderful guard which can be used at times but not always as a tool to pull off the activities that may not be supported by his elders or well-wishers. Whether it is a grown-up man or a little kid, everyone who sees a benefit from something which is bad initially tries to implement it on rare occasions. But these bad tools are so addictive that they no more remain tools for rare escapes, but a part of our daily lives in no time. Trust me, it is useless to think that someone's initial restrictions would have changed the things in the very beginning and I would not be the same as now. There are two reasons to prove this as useless. First, that it is all gone as past, hence nothing can be done about that. And secondly, being ashamed of your current identity and blaming the past as the cause doesn't make any sense, since you are the one who has had the control from the very beginning. The trend of lies has started becoming more and more frequent as I grew up and on receiving continuous success in this gamble, I became virtually unaware of the fact that losing matters as much as winning does. Though these lies were always safe with a margin of escape whenever caught by someone, but this margin was narrowing down gradually with time as I started entering my youth. The first bunk from the college, the first prank call, the first escape from home, the first puff, the first sip, the first bad video, the first crush, the first rejection, the first realization of being strong were added to the diary of my experiences and I was in a motion of growing up like any other ordinary guy. My parents and elders are still not sure where the things went wrong with me, hence they just end up saying that over pampering was the reason behind me turning out to be a poor kid in adolescence. Which is again a very cliche statement, uh, which is often quoted by almost all the elders. But if someone asks me now, I will be able to explain this in more logical way since I was, it was only me who was experiencing it throughout, but was not matured enough to fix it at my own end. The prime reason behind this was loneliness during my childhood. There are certain cases when you are alone even after being surrounded by a bunch of people. 
This condition occurs when you are too reserved and nervous to share or express your thoughts with the people around you and end up creating memories in isolation with self-formed conclusions. And since it's childhood, when the mind is too soft and gullible, you start indulging in the loner's stuff, which is good for you in your own way. And finally, the kid becomes a sufferer of inferiority complex, which appears as a superiority complex to the world and adds on to his isolation. If you are miserable when lonely, then perhaps you are in a bad company and you should take initiative to make attempts to know more people around you and justify your existence. I somewhere lacked this approach of socializing in my childhood, which later made me one of a kind in my adolescence. When I say bad thoughts, it has nothing to do with any criminal activity, but yes, it can surely be considered as a germination stage of development of criminal instincts, which if not controlled during the initial phase may fester into a vast antisocial mind. I think it happens with several people during their adolescence when they are too innocent to be driven towards any poor nature, which may appear to be beautiful externally. For that complete year when I was into a bit of spirituality, the seeds of a spiritual awakening somewhere got planted in my brains, uh, which were synthesizing and developing in some corner of my mind and came into the picture at a very later stage of my life. Probably the firm sticks of maturity allowed these seeds to grow further and glide uh, around them with a trust that uh, sticks will remain firm enough to support them throughout this journey. Studies and academics were always a sidelined activity for me as I considered it to be a mandatory task to earn decent money so that you don't die of hunger. <laughs> Rising in career, being famous, being fit, being beautiful or being classy was never my goal and luckily my two best school friends also shared the same thought regarding life. Hence money never got a chance to become my driver ever. I was decent enough to pass my plus two with an above average result. After the plus two result, I got the first opportunity to go out to party with my friends where booze was also a part of the intakes. The experience with my first booze can be rated as below average since I didn't feel uh, much of a difference. The quantity may be not a big one for an 80 kg young boy uh, to make a difference. Uh, Further, I reached to a certain level of uh, undergraduate uh, school after my plus two and moved to Dehradun for my graduation in engineering. I still remember the day when I was in the cab to uh, station to catch my train to Dehradun and the only thought I had in my mind was that my hometown is just gone forever and there will hardly be a time when I will be able to enjoy the feeling of being its permanent resident. Uh, once I started college, I met a bunch of different people from different places and mingling with them was never a difficult task for me because by that time I somehow was successful in eradicating the feeling of inferiority and hesitation from my personality. My seniors and my fellow mates helped me in making me comfortable over there and I provided them good company. We used to eat, dance, drink and smoke and laugh together and gradually alcohol became a basic recreational substance for me with once a month consumption and zero harm. All things went greatly well and my academics were too cool enough in my judgment and expectation from myself. Second year was the same. Uh, we used to booze every weekend and stay calm in our lives. Besides this, I used to discuss various spiritual stuff with my friends and we used to have many long-lasting discussions in finding answers to different basic questions such as behavior of this nature, existence of God, relation between science and spirituality, civilizations other than ours, etc. Various topics there were. Uh, 
uh, you will find a bunch of people like me who due to scarcity of adventure in their lives start attempting to gain something ecstatic in a very incorrect way as they are too lazy to experience it in the right way moving to the third year was a bit of a bliss in my then life since i got a freedom from my campus hostel and me with few friends of mine started staying in a stand alone rented house where there was uh, not a single obligation to anything also i was gifted with a scooter by my father uh, which added as a tool to be more careless since easy mobility uh, was a bliss when i <laughs> when it came to running behind the false ecstasy this false ecstasy came into my life through hashish which is a very famous herbal substance to consume as a drug in hills of course it was illegal uh, but in dehradun you will find a bunch of peddlers selling it since uh, the place itself was a big education hub and students were the best target for them as customers i found this herb as a wonderful replacement to alcohol it was safe healthy cost effective but not sure why illegal <laughs> of course by now i know why it is illegal and alcohol is not but at that time i used to find it the best solution to all my hunts of blissfulness hence i indulged as i indulged more and more into this herb i started finding alcohol as a worthless substance to consume as all my needs were getting well satisfied with hashish itself besides the friend i had in my house uh, there were many more who resided at nearby places and all of us had many unforgettable days and nights with hashish intake and enjoying every tip of it trip of it um, at different places like masuri sahasrdhara george everest rajpur road jakun t estate kalash kunj and many more pink floyd pink floyd was the band which was introduced to me by myself when i was in a trip of this herb and somehow it became a permanent part of my life the works of david gilmer became a great thesis for me to study whenever i used to get high or even when sober um so within a span of 3 months i was very well versed with almost every song of pink floyd with an instant delivery of their lyrics music and mood uh there were few uh, instances when my friends started consulting me whenever they were stuck in recalling any lyrics of by playing pink floyd or wanted to find the real meaning behind them i always uh, i always had a keen interest in teaching or explaining something valuable that i know to anyone anytime <laughs> the days were passing like this in the atmosphere of smoky herbs and i was constantly staying aware of the fact that i am still experiencing only the winning of the gamble and there can be a chance any day when i lose everything i won from this game but the game was on throughout the third year as i said academics were never a challenge i decently passed all my six semesters and entered my final year final year was also the same but with hashish alcohol also became a very vital part of my daily blissfulness activities since i was able to realize the need of both the things as i was getting more and more addicted and lazy since one year of hashish consumption i was much habitual to it and was not finding much of a difference after its consumption hence i also included alcohol and found that when both mixed together it creates a ultimate virtual ecstasy campus placements were on i even gave interviews in a state of being high and somehow cleared one of them for international business machine uh, ibm um, graduation was over by may 2015 and 
I was there with a degree in engineering with a decent job in IBM. I joined IBM the very next month in June and started working from Mumbai post my training where I stayed at my uncle's house for a few months and later shifted to a 1BHK rented apartment in Khargar. It's a place in Navi, Mumbai. And uh, I started staying there independently. I was very much inefficient in finding good friends at IBM, but uh, that went fine for me since one will uh, never be able to find good friends anymore once they are out into the big bad corporate world. Hence, I was enjoying my loner and stoner's stay in my apartment with no regrets of not having a roommate or a partner in crime. Since by that time, I was efficient in doing all the bad stuff on my own. <laughs> People say that loneliness is addictive and once you start staying there for long, you start avoiding the situations where there is a need to deal with people. This fact stood true for me too and I was very much happy and contented with my own life. My activities other than work involved writing thoughts, creating music on GarageBand, um, working out sometimes, having different cuisines every now and then, chatting with school and college mates, uselessly requesting my ex-girlfriend to come back whenever I'm down and so on. The year 2015 was the same, 2016 was the same and half of 2017 was the same too. I was constantly revolving under the cycle of eat, sleep, rave and repeat and gradually alcohol consumption was becoming a daily dosage for me as it was a partner for all the loners who assumed themselves as the right person at a wrong place with an ass too lazy to move out of the apparently beautiful comfort zone which alcohol provides in a very convincing manner by playing with our brain and the nervous system. So by the mid of 2017, I was a complete drunkard who every damn day after work had an urge to grab some whiskey, then dinner and off to bed. Due to continuous repetent of this uh, activities, I never realized that I'm addicted to, to this shitty, uh, shitty life and was missing a bunch of good things to experience for which I started to consume all this. Alcohol is the worst betrayer I have ever met in my life. Or rather, I am the worst betrayer, betrayer whom I never met in my life. If I would have met him, I would have surely asked him or even forced him to stop all this. But the issue is, I never met him. I started hating myself. My self-confidence was almost dead. I was just a robo who had this nine-hour job to do for survival and even this job was also at the verge of getting hampered since I started taking frequent work from homes from my office and work with a peg of whiskey kept beside my laptop. I became a big insecure piece of shit that I even started doubting everyone around me. I started thinking in my own delusional world that I'm a bad person and Every, everyone hates me, everyone is hating me. I was into a huge depression. So, the mind was injured completely. Ego and anger were dominant enough to make me sound like a moron everywhere. The issues were also notified um, to everyone including my friends and family members and the whole situation was a big dramatic frame whose climax was in my hand the action that is the tool for a climax to take place was in my control with a choice of either making it a sad one or a happy ending with a happy beginning the escape from the trap of toxicity was too easy in my case if we compare to 
uh, if I try to compare with those gone drunkard cases uh, that were at a verge of being fatal. Hence, I won't call it as a big achievement that I did for myself by quitting it. But as per the post-disaster study, the losses were too high and every illogical piece of that loss demanded time travel, whereas every logical piece of that loss demanded regret from me. The regrets are so high that I don't even want to look back there and looking back even won't prove to be constructive except for the reason that I want to check the level zero or probably the level negative of mine. So there is a lack of surety in my mind that whether experiencing a dip in the bad and then emerging out as clean coincides with the statement good is no good without evil. Because if this is fully true then probably everyone should first get addicted and then come out of it so that they are able to realize the importance of being sober. Now here is the place where the statement prevention is better than cure overpowers the previous one. Let the references of the history and case studies of predefined evil things be a material sufficient enough to get convinced with the fact that what to do or what not to do in our lives. Even everyone is keen, everyone is keen to know about uh, every nook and corner of this cosmos, but technology and human ability are currently limited enough to get every secret of this universe revealed. And for now, the knowledge and awareness of a common modern brain may be just a small fragment of what it is in reality. At least these addictions are a part of human awareness and their harms can be studied scientific, scientifically today. Hence, it is better to study the impact as a part of theory rather gaining it its real feel as a part of your overall experience. <laughs> Sometimes one should limit their learnings and experience to only theories where there is a risk of losing yourself in case you want to experience it practically. I never say that consumption of any recreational substance is bad, but creating a chain of it in your body may end up in harming you to a certain extent. Again, the extent depends upon the quality and quantity of what you consume and the time since when you are into it. And yes, it's true that the impact varies from person to person. I have even met few people who may have either developed or are blessed with a strong coordination of brain and nervous system and are able to manage these addictions with control in their daily routine. But any day I can't make it a regular part of my life with no impact. In other words, we can also put this fact straight in a very brief manner that never let a wrong consumable item become your fuel. Have sufficient self-control to just let it be as important as Petrol is for a CNG vehicle. <laughs> Supported during extreme emergency, that's it. So finally, I decided to start with a new life and promised all my loved ones to quit this stuff for my as well as their betterment. Uh, we then planned to sh um, shift to Bangalore for the sake of a new life as well as betterment in job. Bangalore was my residing place for two years where I made a self-designed rehab for myself in my house which consisted of all those facilities which can supplement the feel after consumption uh, such as good music, good reading materials, um, good watching stuff, some belief-oriented Hindu acts of maintaining good vibrations around. But the rehab will be a secondary tool that can prove to be supportive only when the primary tool of the will not to consume is persistent in you. My self-respect or maybe the so-called ego was supportive enough to prevent me from entering an outside rehab and convince myself uh, well to quit it. Uh, 
with my own willpower it somewhere uh, somehow suggested me that it's far better to beg yourself than to beg in front of a rehab faculty or probably it may be somewhere around the thin line that we say present between the ego and the self respect of a person uh, the initial days of quitting were too challenging as mood swings were too persistent persistently prevalent uh, which generally resulted in useless anger and frustration Uh, i was able to observe a variable pattern in the behavior of mine throughout the span of a day my behavior in the morning and in the afternoon used to be as normal as anyone else's uh, will be but um, the moment it was late in the evening some internal chemical secretion used to take place in the body and i used to feel an un- uncontrollable i used to feel an uncontrollable urge to consume uh but since i had promised myself and my loved ones uh it acted as a dam established against the heavy current of the river of thirst um i used to somehow stop myself and stayed stuck to the will of not to consume a week's break from alcohol gave a minor awakening to my hibernated logic and senses and gradually in around 3 and a half months i was completely out of the addiction I resumed my day-to-day activities of reading, watching videos, making music, giving more hours at work, proving responsible to the family and yes, being a good partner, being a good life partner. In a nutshell, this complete struggle of getting rid of this spirit was just a matter of a year and probably when I will be 60 or 70, I will just consider this minor speed breaker that was weak enough to be uh, to get me derailed. So guys, this was the story uh of this phase of my life i hope that uh, you liked it and uh, anyone maybe it's you or your friend if you find someone who is uh, into this addiction and uh, is not able, is sensible enough to know the harm of it but is not able to come out of it probably uh, uh, listening to this story uh, may inspire him or her marginally and i i can contribute uh with my podcast to him or her to get out of this shitty place because there is no fun in being high trust me so let it stay as a recreational stuff with very less frequency too less frequency if you can quit it permanently great if not then let it be a very let it be 1 0.000% of your life that's it not more than that So thank you guys uh see you in the next podcast thank you take care bye bye